You're listening to Up Your Brave on RCR, Reality Check Radio. Hello, hello, everybody. Natalie Cutler-Welsh here. And today I'm talking to Sonia Cortes. She is a integrated mind-body coach and mentor from Healthy and Healed. And we're going to be diving into the topic of the power of courage. Welcome, Sonia. Hello, Natalie. Great to be here. <laughs> hello, hello, Christchurch. Yes. <laughs> How wet. are things wet, down there? Wet, wet. <laughs> it's raining a lot. It's a great day to be indoors. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. you know, I lived in Christchurch for seven years and yes. took a little bit of courage to navigate that. But today we're talking about a few things. We're going to talk about courage. We're going to talk about confidence and we're going to talk a little bit about fear. So before we dive in, can you just let us know a little bit more about you and like, why are you so passionate about the topic of courage? Oh, so I, this topic for me underpins everything that a person is in their lives in their relationships in their workplace how they parent and their friendships so if you if for someone to step into true courage and vulnerability within who they are they are not only expanding their own reality and how they live their life but they are having this incredible ripple effect into their entire communities and so courageous people for me are the people that no longer live in fear. And that is what we need in society right now. We really need more people to step into that courageous, authentic self. Because like we quickly talked about before this, it's not arrogance. It is confidence and it is needed. Humanity needs courageous people more so now than ever. And so that's why I'm so passionate about this. I mean, I totally agree. And this is one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you on as a guest. And, you know, I'll I'll elaborate on this again, but, you know, some of the things you've been writing on Facebook, like you and I have been connected for a few years, we've messaged back and forth. We don't quote unquote know each other as such, but some of the things you've been putting out, I've just been like, this is what the people need to hear right now. And so I just wanted to, number one, thank you. Number two, commend you on just seeing what people need to hear. And I think, yeah, we do need to be more courageous. Does cor- Does courage come in different shapes and sizes because some people will be thinking, oh, but I don't want to go to a protest, you know, or I I don't want to post a video on Facebook. Let's talk about what does courage look like? Again, that's such a good question because it's all about the context of that courage. I always talk about, you know, micro courage and then macro courage. So within the micro aspects of courage, it's even things such as being able to have vulnerable conversations with people in your life about any topic. It doesn't have to be about the bigger world stuff that's happening at the moment, where you can feel safe enough in your body to say something that is in disagreement with someone else. Because unfortunately, the the flip side of not being courageous is you see people-pleasing behaviors coming from a desperate need to fit in because we're the, our primal driver is lack of um, is abandonment and survival. Mm. And so when we can be truly authentic in ourselves and our nervous system and realize that our words and our, our truth are important for us because we feel better when we start to speak our truth because if we don't, we become resentful, we become angry, we become frustrated And that's not benefiting anyone. It's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting anyone that you come into contact with. And so if you can imagine us all in these silos 
working on ourselves to become more authentic, to become more courageous and to have those vulnerable conversations, then what that does is it has this most incredible ripple effect out into society because all of a sudden, and it's the tipping point, it's known as the tipping point, we go from being so afraid to say what's on our hearts because that's what courage is. It's a heart-centered dialogue. Because because that's right. Core is heart in French. Yeah, yeah. And so when we have these heart-centered dialogues, because I could even go into the whole quantum physics behind it, we are now putting out a resonance and energy that other people are receiving that goes, oh, I can see this person's just speaking a truth here and I don't need to be triggered by that anymore. Because here's the, here's the, the piece of the puzzle. If I'm feeling heart-centered and I'm courageous too, then I can hear their words and know that that's okay. I don't need to have a reaction to it. It's just someone else sharing their truth and I'm going to share my truth. And it makes these beautiful interactions amongst our tribe of people. And I feel like, you know, in the last few years, particularly when people feel like they haven't been able to be authentic, you know, show up as who they are because they might get shamed or bullied or they're, even if they just wanted to ask a few questions, which of course we can do here on Reality Check Radio, but we kind of couldn't before. Um, and then what, what resulted was anger, you know, and I often say anger is when people aren't being listened to or they're not being heard, but often that's because they're not actually saying what they want. So it can be either of those things. No one's listening or they're not actually saying, like they're just keeping it all inside or they're muttering under their breath or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. So what, do, what are your thoughts on that? Like, how can we move from the frustration or the the bitterness to and be more courageous what is the transition towards that that is my most favorite topic at the moment and it's the conversation I'm having with so many of my clients how do we move into courage after anger well the thing is all anger and resentments and that if you think about it if someone's not communicating they will become resentful and this is that micro aspect of relationships right I need to have this uncomfortable conversation with my partner or my friends about something that's going on and I can't do it. So I get resentful. What is underneath all anger and frustration and resentment is unhealed shame, unhealed guilt, grief, or fear. I'm going to say those emotions again, shame, guilt, grief, or fear. Now, if we can sit with what's really underneath the anger, I'm afraid. I'm sad. I feel guilty. I've let someone down. I'm a bad, you know, I'm a bad person, um, which shame, you know, shame is I'm a bad person and guilt is I did something bad. If we can recognize what's mm. underneath anger, then we can heal it and let it go, which is what I do. I he help people heal those underlying emotions. All of a sudden, it unlocks your ability to be courageous because you're not holding on to this, these low energy emotions anymore. You're not holding on to all the shame and the guilt and the rage and, and the grief. It's gone. So then you can just step into, hey, I want to share something with you and I'm going to do it because it, I can and it feels good and I know I have to. And all anger just dissipates in that moment. I think people sometimes, that's right, they just kind of go in circles a little bit with the shame and the guilt 
And I often try to, you know, we do life lessons in the car with mummy, right? With my, <laughs> with my kids, but I try to, you know, I'm like, well, guilt is a, I kind of say, and you might, I might be saying this wrong, but I say, you know, guilt is a guilt useless is a use. emotion. Like, why don't you, so you don't, you don't want to feel bad and just stay in that place. You acknowledge that, that you maybe didn't make the best decision, but what can you do about it? So I kind of go towards a more action oriented response, but how can people move away from feeling like they are, and they, they almost take ownership of it. You know, they mm. are a bad person, like owning that shame, owning that guilt, just how can they just let that go? Ah, oh, so this is the piece that people don't recognize with guilt is people have an underlying unconscious belief, unconscious, which is means they're not aware of it, that if they no longer feel guilty, that means they don't care. So guilt serves the purpose of mm-hmm. having us believe that we actually care about something we did or that we're caring about what we're doing. And so to let it go, we have to recognize that guilt is not the same emotion as love and kindness and acceptance. So you can't be carrying around guilt and thinking that you're doing good for others because guilt is tied into a fear of not being liked. I'm not trying hard enough. I don't care. People will judge me. So we use guilt as a motivating behavior. But all guilt does is keep us in resentment, Mm. keeps us in self-judgment, keeps us in self-loathing, and stops us moving forward. And you'll hear the way I'm talking about emotions on a scale because they do sit on a scale. And if we're sitting in guilt, we're not sitting in love. You can't use guilt to say, I'm doing this because I really love that person. Well, no, that love is a different emotion. And so people are too scared to have a vulnerable conversation because they feel guilty for hurting someone else. But by not speaking the truth, how are you hurting them any less? You're, you're, not, you're not benefiting someone by, by tiptoeing around the elephants in the room. You're not. All you're doing is allowing them, enabling them to continue with the behaviors or the attitudes that they've been demonstrating. And until we get rid of all the fear and the guilt by saying, actually, I'm going to accept myself. I'm going to accept myself right here right now when we do that and we let it go we go it's okay to speak my truth because I have no impact on how they're going to react to what I say anyway you have you can't control what another person says to you ever you have no power over that their triggers are their triggers your triggers are yours and we can just control how we respond yes exactly but then so many of us can't control how we respond because we aren't doing deeper healing work to work out why we respond the way we do. Mm. People are not good at self-inquiry. They're not, we haven't been taught. I'm going to say they're not good. We've just never been taught how to ask ourselves more empowering questions to say, okay, what did I make that mean when they said that to me? Is that really true? Is, Is that reaction? Is that really my truth? Do I have to react this way? What could I do instead? People don't have the ability to do that because we've never been taught. I agree. And so if people do want, if they're open to that, and I think now more than ever, people are interested in self-reflection more than ever before. Mm. Um, And so if people are getting curious about that, what are some key questions they can ask? Because I think there's a difference between reflection and inquiry and curiosity versus like going in circles and just going nowhere, you know, just trying to, we talk about peeling back the onion but you actually want to then move on and apply that mm, knowledge. Mm. So what are, do you have one or two questions that people can use? Yeah. So the ones I always give my clients, which have been profoundly life-changing for them are when they're feeling triggered, there's always just take and stop, stop and take a breath. And then if they get a chance later on, ask themselves this question, 
what did I make it mean about myself in that moment? What did I make it mean when they said or did that? Or what's the story I'm telling myself because of what, how they reacted? And underneath that's usually things like, I'm not good enough. I'm a bad person. I've hurt them. I let them down. I'm not lovable. I'm abandoned. And then, so you say, what did I make it mean in that moment? What's the story I'm telling myself? And then you say, is that the truth? Or would that really have been their intention? Or do I have to believe that? What could I choose to believe instead? And I love it. And you're kind of flipping it. Yeah. As soon as we ask questions, we get answers. The brain, the ego Mm. is, well, the role of the ego is to solve problems. If there's no problem to solve, the ego will find a problem. So if we give it questions proactively, then it's always on the hunt for the answers that are more productive and more empowering for us. And so it's like we're training the brain and I, I am one of those annoying people where someone will say something and now automatically, and I have to admit, and you know, you'll know what I'm about to say, I'm a projector. So there's no point in me offering advice. I have to ask questions, right? So if you go straight into a question with someone going, oh, what's going on for you right now? Can you just explain to me what this is bringing up for you? Then oh, they're forcing their brains to stop and think. Mm. And it's discharging the, the, the trigger and it's making people have to really reflect and think about, you know, what am I doing here that I wasn't even aware I was doing? Because most of the time people don't even know that they're reacting the way they do. It's just so automatic. You know, you mentioned something about projectors. So I wanted to chime in there. So um, some of my audience knows this and some of them don't, but I love human design. Mm. It's something that I discovered six years ago and recently started coaching people in it. And um, because we were talking earlier about there's so much in society right now, so much anger and frustration and bitterness and resentment. And the interesting thing is, right, 70% of the population is either what I am, generator, manifesting generator or manifester. And when we are living out of alignment, meaning we're not speaking our truth or we're not living in a way that is ideal for us to to be the greatest version of ourselves, it does present as frustration and anger. And that's a lot of people when you do the math, that's 70%, especially right now. So no wonder there's so much high emotion Mm. going on. But then of course the projectors, which make up about 17% of the population, when they're out of alignment, it presents as bitterness and resentment, which are slightly different emotions than anger and frustration. So, and there's a, there's a bit of that about at the moment. So the Mm. next question I've got for you, and I know this is something that you, um, that you're really passionate about as well, which is what if someone wants to change their mind? You know, maybe they behaved in a certain way or had a very strong opinion on something, you know, in the news or whatever, and they actually want to revisit and possibly revise their opinion because maybe they were, you know, how do they move from that kind of anger and bitterness and resentment towards, I don't know, you know, friendship or feeling of peaceful? Mm-hmm. How do they, how do they move? Because it obviously takes courage to do so. Well, this is the big piece here. And it is about forgiveness, self-forgiveness, and actually forgiveness of those who have lied to them and told them things that weren't true. And because again, I will stay in anger if they don't do that. But the part that's so important is be okay with change. Be okay with knowing that if you're not changing your mind and you're not evolving through when more information gets given to you and more truths come out and more realities are really obvious, be okay with going, actually, this is the courage piece, right? I actually got it wrong. 
I got it wrong. But the problem, a big piece of this is people's nervous systems aren't on board. Everyone's in such a heightened state of fight or flight that if the nervous system, because of the little girl or little boy inside of them that was raised to never make mistakes and don't get it wrong and do as mummy and daddy said and teachers teach about learning and that, 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 my mistakes, then when you have to pop your head up and go, oh, oh, I've got it wrong here. Just stop and go, okay, does that make me a bad person? No. But, and this is the key question. Okay, what if I just continue to deny the reality of the truth here? Because here's the thing. People can deny the truth, but you can't deny the reality of the truth. And so if you go, actually, the reality of the truth is really obvious like right now. Hello. Gosh, how many people don't know I've had heart attacks and strokes right now? Let's put some pieces of the puzzle together. You know, you, you can go, actually, I am really angry but I'm going to use that anger in a positive way to go, hey, everyone, we're being lied to here. Can't you see it? And, and step into that person who's the, the character in the emperor's new clothes that says, ah, oh, because when you come with that place of courage and you come with that place of authenticity, because it's a different frequency of emotions, more people will go, oh, look, on a macro level, they're, they're changing their mind mm -hmm. and they're changing their mind too. Oh, and here's the tipping point. I think it's okay for me to change my mind as well. And then all of a sudden, more people start going, yeah, now nah, something's not adding up here. Oh, this is really, you've just got to step into, you've got to basically face the fear. You've got to just go, hang on a minute. And it, all it takes is one person at a dinner party to go, oh, come on now, please. Don't you think things aren't adding up? Yeah. Question, you see, do you think things are making sense here? Question. What do you think about everything? And you ask it from that place of non-emotion. It's just this inquiry question. Like, where are you at with everything? Like, that's how I go into it now, you know, with friends of mine who went down the path of must do it, must do as we're told, get the jab, blah, blah, blah. And I go, so where are you at with it now? And because I'm not going, ha, I told you so. Yeah, right, well, you didn't listen to me and, and shaming them. Yes. Because that's not going to help them where are you at with it? And you go, yeah, I know. And I, you know, I, I get it. It must be really frustrating. You must be you angry as you should be. And that's okay. It's and, and that empathy point. Cause that empathy, a lot of people have deep shame about what they've done. Mm -hmm. And so if we come in with empathy and that's the courage factor, then people just go, Oh, okay. I'm supported here. And, and acknowledging, acknowledging that, but not making them feel bad about it. We can't afford to do that. We must not be little. And, you know, I see a lot of people who are awake to what's going on, still using fear tactics, still using anger. You're not helping this situation. We have to let that go. There is a tipping point coming. We know it's coming. Yes, we can be a little bit smug, some of us, but we're not going to. We can do internal smugness, but no, because people are losing their lives. Friends are dying. Families have been broken apart. And, and, and holding space for people and lovingly accepting them, which is so much better on, on the emotional frequency scale, is what's going to help humanity move in a direction of expansion. I agree. And I mean, it's been such a time of division and deception. And now if we can allow people to kind of acknowledge that maybe they got it wrong uh, without telling them they got it wrong, and that oh, will be hard, yeah. and, you know, for people like me who are pretty confident with how I feel, my views, but um, yeah, allowing them to come to that in their own time. I mean, maybe the rest, some of the others in the audience have done what I've done, which is allowing 
just telling myself they're on their own journey. It's okay, Nat, they're on their own journey and allowing people to realize whatever they may realize in their own time and not, um, not doing the, I told you so thing. But of course, if they come to you, uh, and say, Hey, like, this feels a bit off. Like, I know you're kind of on the other side of the fence. Can you explain it to me? I would be like, have a seat. Let me catch you up. You know, what of all of these topics, which one are you curious about? I'm more than happy to share what I've, what I've learned. Yeah. And that's a great approach, you know, and actually commending them. I'm so glad you're asking that question. Mm. You know, it, it mustn't be easy it's hard to, to now realize that you might have to go against the grain of everything you were thought was truth. That, that survival mechanism of abandonment and um, survival, you know, to, to go against the tribe and talk about bravery and to say, actually, I'm not following the tribe anymore. I'm not following the media. I'm not listening to them. There is for so many people going to be this deep, deep fear, a primal fear um, triggered in them and the more of us who are on the other side who have known all along saying here's your tribe over here and then the tribe just gets expanded till all of a sudden our, our whole energy and focus expands out into the the, the core of humanity mm. so you know it is it has to be done with such a such a state of kindness and compassion for these people because you know they are someone's mother and father and brother and sister and to be a afraid is, is a horrible place to, to reside in every day. Coming back to confidence, you know, cause there's, there's courage and there's confidence. And I feel like there, see these, the, there's rings behind me that yeah, look like yeah. the Olympic rings. They're kind of overlapping. And do you get asked, like, do you get asked by people in the, in the line of work that you're in and the motivational posts that you do, you know, how can you be so confident? Like, how are you so confident? Do you get asked that? Um, I, it's interesting because people, know that I'm confident and they will say to me I really love your confidence as if it's separate from them <laughs> and I just always say to them from my heart space I said the, the two things you can't affect like I said before you can't affect how other people are going to react to you once you get that piece your congruence you're, you're not you're not here to please everyone so you can't worry about their reaction I'm not on this planet to please everyone else I'm here on this planet to live my most congruent an empowered life that's what I'm here to do that's my soul mission that's my authenticity gives everyone else permission to live that way and so then I also say stop taking everything personally because people's beliefs and behaviors and reactions are not about you you, you haven't got time you know, are you going to get to your grave and go really glad I didn't say that thing to that person that didn't really matter I'm really glad I had that fight online with someone who was just trying to troll me because they had a difference of opinion. You know, people can't get the fact that I actually don't even enter into dialogue with people who troll me. I don't. What for? Their mind's made up. My mind's made up. I don't need to be right. I choose peace. How do you do it? How do you not need to be right? I go, for what reason? I know the truth in my heart. And once you know the truth in your heart, because your heart, your heart is the essence of who you are. The ego is the one destroying everything with fear and anxiety and rage. The heart goes, I'm at peace. I don't need to be right. And, and, the, and the trying to wake people up aspect, which I did do a few times throughout the, you know, the last three years, I went, actually, that, 
that's because I genuinely want to help people because I just yes. can I can see people are going to lose loved ones but I've just always from a very young age just been loving had loving parents that let me be who I wanted to be go them yeah oh they were amazing I was so blessed you know it's interesting um the speaking out you know waking people up thing I I vividly remember I had a, a family member you know saying to me Nat in this tone Nat if that was true it would be all over oh, the news media. and I'm like you have no idea and another time Nat if that's true and I was talking about um child sex, sex trafficking to him Nat if that was true, why are you just sitting there? Why are you shouting it from the rooftops? And I'm like, well, I am a little bit, but people are going to think I'm crazy. So even me, who is a confident, courageous person, I actually did, you know, water down some of my views or, or especially on Facebook where you kind of get shadow banned for saying things like I would say things, but I would be a little bit elusive, intentionally elusive, not to be annoying, but basically just because I actually wanted I was trying to actually call in my people and I was trying to give courage to those who were questioning things without totally throwing, you know, some members of my wider, you know, community family under the bus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to get that right. But I think if we just, I end up coming back to everyone's on their own journey. <laughs> You can't wake I say that, up. I keep saying that, like we we're talking about my cat before, hey, wouldn't interrupt. Um, I keep saying it's their soul contract. It's their soul contract. Who am I to decide their journey? It's not my job to, to try. It's not my job to wake people up. It's my job to show people that they can have a better life. But however that may come for them is their choice, you know, and um, I'm like you, that, that piece around wanting to share the truth, but what I think the hardest part here is people cannot get their heads around the level of depravity that exists in that top one percent and it goes far beyond our imaginations and yet ironically if we look at the movies they've been showing us it all along <laughs> it's there but it's it, it go, because at the essence of who humans are we are good kind compassionate loving people that's the essence of who we are and so to hear that there are people out there in the world that don't operate from that space mm -hmm. who are trying to bring us down from that space from that good space that's too hard for people to wrap their head around but even on that I mean some of the pushback that I received was people going but Nat I thought you were so positive and so you always saw the best in people and I'm like yeah but at the same time you need to do a reality check on what's going yes, on in the world yes so that was interesting pushback. Oh, but Nat, I thought you were all about the environment because I have a master's of environmental education. I studied international development with my undergrad Wow! and they're all, I, I, you know, I, I was a candidate for the green party, all the things. And they're like, I thought you were all for the environment. I said, I am, I'm all about op shopping. And I've had a compost bin for 20 years and a veggie garden for 20 years. Doesn't mean I have to believe all this stuff about climate change. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm, yeah, I'm a massive greenie out there with, you know, the same thing. I'm so religious with my recycling and no plastics, but I'm sitting there going, yeah, but the, this, there's the control coming in. Can't you see people? They controlled us with COVID and the narrative. Now they're controlling us with climate change. But the big piece here that I spoke to someone just the other day about was people either value safety or freedom. Mm. You can't have both. Sometimes you can't have both. And my, my core value is freedom. I got the tattoo just before mandates kicked in on my wrist, freedom. 
because that is my core value. Other people don't, they, they don't, they, they, their core um, value is just safety, mm-hmm. which is ironic because in doing the thing that they said that would lead them to be safe, it's actually lead them to not be safe. Mm-hmm. So there are, I think that's mm-hmm. such a great point you make. You know, it comes back, those are very, two very simple things, but I think people could easily go, yep, I value freedom more. Cause I'm, I would say for me, you know, some people in my world would value like harmony, you know, and definitely security, their number one need. Well, mm. that makes total sense. And then me, I guess you could call it freedom, but it's for me, it's always been justice, yeah, like yeah. humanity and standing up for people's rights and looking up for the underdog. And so, yeah, but the way that you put it so simply, it's it's freedom or it's safety. Which, where, where would you go? And it's like, yeah, that's what happened and people divided. So I guess we're all trying to bring them back bring them back in, bring mm. them back together, allowing people the space, the opportunity to maybe revisit or revise their opinion and not making them feel bad about it. Yeah. And the other thing about when you say about freedom and you said about justice, you know, there's, for me, that that's the hugest piece. It's a huge piece of freedom is, is knowing that someone taking it away from you in the guise of safety, you know, there, there, there's a massive, um, a misconception that in being safe I'm free and, and being told if I do this thing I will gain my freedom I'll get two shots for summer you know that's not freedom people that's control and let's you can't muddy the waters on that true freedom is we leave you to decide mm-hmm. but then the, the fact that it's in the guise of helping humanity is and yeah as we know we could go around in circles with that one when you know what we know when you see what we've seen when you understand the agenda behind it all it's going this has got nothing to do with your freedom mm-hmm. or your safety ouch Agreed. we'd love to hear from the audience if you guys want to email in you can send in some comments to us um info at reality check radio and in my next session i'm going to do um in my next segment we're going to talk about bucket lists so i'd love to ask you sonia um, if you want to share with us, if you've got one particular item, an experience, something you want to do, be, or have um, that you've got on your bucket list, we'd love to know. Uh, my partner and I really want to go to Italy, Northern Italy, and work over in the farms over there and just take a year off traveling the world and just working on for free in farms and just explore the world that way, like real sort of rogue, free, explorative backpackers yes like you do in your youth yeah yeah but you're yeah. gonna just you're gonna do it do it again yeah because he's never been to Europe I have uh I'd love to take him to so many places I've been but he would love to go with there's so many places I haven't been so that's our big bucket list and we'll do it we're, we're already putting it out there and amazing did you say Italy was your main the main well yeah I'd love to go back to northern Italy yeah it's amazing okay so the way that bucket list busters works is that I just invite my audience to email in if there's one or two things on their list that they've just really would love to do now we're not going to fundraise for them but we might be able to hook them up with some advice or some connections like or some courage to actually make it happen so hey if anyone knows about uh Italy and how and where to go and where what's not to be missed then you can let us know or you can get in touch with Sonia directly so speaking of which where can people find you online how can they connect great question so I'm mainly on Instagram that's where I do all my content like fun content so Sonia Cortis um but of course this is a freedom freedom community so they can friend me on Facebook I have got over 3,000 friends already and then yeah so mainly I'm active on Instagram Sonia Cortis uh is where you'll find me 
Yes. S O N J A. Yeah. And Cortis is C O U R. Yeah. I S. Yeah. And I am also on TikTok if they want to jump on. Oh, go you. Awesome. Oh, if they want to watch some of your videos. Okay. So the final question that I'm going to wrap up with is um, in the past year, what is one experience that you've had or something that you've persevered through where you truly upped your brave? Oh, the mandates saying no to society. Um, I had friends come to me, my best friend say to me, you'll get it because you won't like not going to concerts. And I just went, you have no idea how much this is a no for me and being able to take myself out of all social interactions festivals just out of society in general and be really on honest and open on my social media about me being a no you know I just yeah I, I look back now and I go whoa that's huge oh no I found a coffee cart to go to every day down by the botanical gardens I had my daily coffee sorted Take my, I'm a gym instructor. I had got, I couldn't go to the gym for five weeks, five months or whatever, four months, but nah, I just went, no, nah, this is, I'm showing you people what it means to live congruently, congruently, confidently, and bravely in your truth. And I'm like, pat on the back, girl. <laughs> well, absolutely, you know, walking your talk. And so yeah. many people did that in their own way and got pushed back in their own way. I mean, even me, you know, I used to um, help people get on TV and like I, I coach people on being a guest on a podcast or um, media and I would help people get on the AM show. And I had somebody say to me like, oh, why don't you go on the AM show and tell everyone to get the jab? And I said to her, word for word, you couldn't pay me a million dollars to go on the AM show and tell people to get the jab, like legit. And I said, and I love money. So um, yeah. And so I think, you know, good on you for walking your talk. It wasn't easy. And this is such a great topic. You guys, I hope this show today has inspired people to be more courageous in your own way that is authentic to you, to be more confident, to hopefully not have the emotions of frustration and anger or bitterness and resentment, but instead to speak your truth and to follow uh, what feels right for you. So to wrap things up, Sonia, is there anything else you want to ask um, or mention to our audience before you go? Yes, the one lesson that changed my life. When this truly landed for me, it was set me free. Stop taking other people's reactions personally. Their triggers are about what they're going through, how they're feeling, what their story is. You don't have anything to fear about another person's behavior. Just stop taking everything personally because it's not about you. It's about them. Mic drop. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on the Up Your Brave show. Thank you for having me, Natalie. And to all the listeners out there, go be brave. Awesome. See ya. You've been listening to Up Your Brave with Natalie Cutler-Welsh on RCR Reality Check Radio.